Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Before we start our tale, right where we left off, let's hear who we have at the table. Players and characters. Hannah, will you begin? I'm Hannah, playing Winnie Hemlock, Guardian of the Shared Sky. Brennan? I'm Brennan, playing Brother Arcos of the Church of Furia. And Rob? I'm Rob, playing... Magnus Vale, master of night and day. And I am Amelia Som, your GM, and Rob. So we ended last episode. Um, can you remind me what like that very last thing that happened was? Because then like it's been like oh it's like so fuzzy, and our listeners might not remember. Oh yeah, I mean, nothing really happened. We we won a fight against a behemoth, and then I cast a spell to try to commune for five minutes with the deity that was located near the volcano, and uh, instead of a polite conversation, I was hit with a bolt of lightning. Are you interested in finding out what happens next? No. Well, of course I am. Well, that's too damn bad. <laughs> In this moment, um, you all are standing maybe roughly 10 feet away from Magnus as he stepped away, uh, trying to channel, I guess, whatever divinity or arcane will he has within himself that he believes is worthy of a one-on-one -on -one conversation with some unknown antagonistic god. And soon after that, 
you see a flash of light. And before you can comprehend what happens there, you think back to the last time you saw a light like this. It's a fire as bright as the sun, catching on dry grass like tissue paper. It burns bright, gone in an instant. Holy flame burning through wood like kindling and through darkness like sin. Houses immediately caught ablaze, and in the moment, that light wasn't as bright. But there's something about memories that make things feel so much more intense than they were when you experienced it. What does your memory tell you about this feeling when you wrought something so unspeakably violent from your own hands in the name of peace? My memory would be uh, deep shame, a lot of a lot of troubled thoughts, and um, serious self doubt. Just um, I with with a flash of the light, I feel like the my memory coming back of that incident would be so severe that I would probably not think immediately to check on uh, what caused it or its recipient. Um, as much as I love Magnus, of course, um, probably would just drop to a knee and um, just zone out for a second and relive uh, the memories, probably against my will. And as you fall unwittingly to your knees, do you think you feel more or less alone in the company of all of those screams that you heard on that day? I think the, I, I think it is a weird time to not, uh, it's a weird time to feel alone. Um, there's no good answer for that. <laughs> I would, I feel completely and utterly alone, but it's, I can't be with, uh, with what I'm hearing and what I'm seeing. Um, the, the worst kind of alone is when you feel alone in your mind, but you're physically not alone at all. It's the worst kind. <laughs> and I would describe it somewhat similar to that. And not even a half a second has passed in this moment. At that same time, Winnie, you're standing, taking in the view of the horizon line around you. And a giant flash of light consuming everything in a moment. And it reminds you of a glint of metal flashing in your eyes of an actual metal. Um, I feel like there's this recurring theme in Winnie's life of finding herself basking in the light of someone else's glow. This metal is shaped like a leaf. It's a greenish bronze sort of holographic depending on how you look at it it changes where the light hits. It's the insignia your wife bore when she was a guardian of the gates. It is being placed around your neck like a prayer or maybe a talisman against the ravages of memory. And that light hits you and that memory hits you. What do you feel in that moment 
as this is placed around your neck along with the weight of another family's dreams of someone else's daughter hanging on your shoulders um it's probably indescribable because after Envy's death it's like at the same time everything happens so quick but it seems like it's going in slow motion after realizing the truth and then having to figure out where to go next so I think there is a small sense of pride in it in that she feels that she might be able to fill even a little bit of the hole that Envy left behind to make a family, make a whole court feel secure in her absence, but it's a double-edged sword because she knows she could never fill it completely and she wouldn't want to. Does she wish it had been her instead? Absolutely. Again, a fraction of a second. Both of your worlds are still consumed in light. Um, Because that's what happens when you're right next to a very fresh lightning strike. Magnus. You would probably know more than anyone what it would feel like to be frozen in time. And while your body remains where it stood, looking up and out, demanding the attention of someone who you believe essentially just set their guard dog on you (laughs) when you were here for the actual fight. And as you are struck with lightning and electricity courses through every single vein in your body, an immense pain, probably unlike anything you have felt before, if I had to imagine. Does Magnus, unless you have some secret pain that I don't know about. Uh, It's not a good time. No particular secret ultimate agony, (laughs) no. Okay, cool, 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 just checking. Just just the regular sorts of everyday agony that Magnus encounters as a wizard, but. Yeah, uh, your vision, it's hard to say whether or not your vision entirely fills with light or darkness. I think it is more akin to that color that you see when you look at the insides of your eyelids where especially as you're drifting off to sleep becomes indistinguishable from darkness at all it's just a sort of unconsciousness and then you find yourself kind of in this grayish void it's not even entirely black it's if you had to think of what a dark fog might look like i think this is where you would land Um, And there is a being, vaguely humanoid in shape, somewhat formless around the edges, doesn't seem to have eyes or a mouth, has hands, has legs, feet, um, sort of like the three-dimensional outline of someone, um, and just a sort of soft, whitish gray presence. 
you can feel that they are looking at you. Um, so I think Magnus is gonna sort of uh, awaken from like the, the the like stasis of like the pain and the transition with like. <gasps> okay. Ouch. Uh, he's going to stand up, look around at the fog, and at the being, and. With seemingly a a sincere earnestness is going to straighten himself up, look at this thing and say, Hello, sorry for dropping by. Have you seen my wife? Name's Mortalia. Maybe you would have seen her. Interesting. Interesting. Absolutely fascinating. I should have expected that. I did not (laughs) expect that. You hear that voice coming from the figure in front of you who was sort of just like ambiently kind of floating and seems to drift a few inches down and they're standing. It appears as they're standing on solid ground, this entire place is formless. Um, but it seems like if you wish to be standing as you did and you realize as you've sort of carried yourself up, um, waking out of the stasis that you are in fact standing on flat something um, on the same level as this being that is. How tall is Magnus when he stands up straight? Ooh, that is a good question. Um, 5'10"? I was gonna guess 5'10"! Yes, he is on the shorter side. He's about average. He's not that tall. Yeah, he's though. average. Uh, yeah, not as tall as Mortalia, obviously. No. Um, uh, yeah, this, uh, being is probably, like, 6'3", it would seem. Just, like, five or seven inches taller than you. Um, it doesn't say anything after that. Um, you look, and you are wearing the same robes, um, as a very seasoned wizard, especially with something that uh, is a magic item that you are so close to, you realize that there isn't the hum of magic that usually flows, sort of like ambient background noise um, and whatever part of it of you it is that can sense the arcane and that whatever you're wearing or you had on your person is just as mundane as any other outfit. So, okay. I'm not very talkative, I see. But I do see you now. Can you show me what it is you are and why you are so bent on opposing us? Okay, so you asked me two things here. Who it is that I am? What I am? Was that the first question? Okay, yeah, I, why would I, why would I show you my true form? Genuinely. Because, because you asked? Uh. And to answer your second question, not really. I'm not intent on opposing you at all. I am just here. 
you guys are doing whatever it is you're doing a great job you uh you broke some rocks that was uh impressive you know you're carrying a bit more attitude than i was expecting which i don't dislike but i wasn't quite expecting you to be so don't be offended by this uh coherent either maybe we could actually negotiate Oh, yeah, no, <laughs> okay. Um, what are the terms of your negotiation? I'd love to hear what you're bringing to the table here. Well, it's hard for me to make an offer if I don't know what it is exactly that you want or be needing. Don't really need anything. Don't really want anything. Feel like things are going pretty good for me right now. Oh, do ya? Yeah, I'm sure. So this whole operation to uh, infect the whole continent, yeah, this is your your big master plan here, you feel like? You've really sealed the deal on this one. Oh, is that what you think is going on? Well, you tell me. I would have just expected better from you, Magnus. It's been a few hundred years and suddenly there's vines and rotten animals walking all around. So we saw that there is a big fuck-off volcano and we came this way and now we're just trying to figure out what to do next. But so far, uh, we sort of walked up to the height of your power and now I'm in your domain. So... I'm kind of curious to see where this goes. You know what I mean? You sacrificed so much to get access to knowledge that no one else has ever seen. Well, not no one, but basically no one. And you still know nothing. Like, literally, do you know who you're talking? Do you know who I am? Like, genuinely, like, do you know? I know you're going to throw out some guesses there. Broken clocks. What do you think is happening right now? You think that there was a plague scouring across the continent and you were just going to, what, go to a volcano and immediately everything would die and you could fix it and it would be better? Let's say that was my plan. Why would that be so terrible? I mean, it's not like... It's not a terrible plan. There have been worse plans. You didn't all die. A lot of people have. So I just I just don't know if uh I don't really know what you want from me, man. Well, you're right. I know fuck all about you. But you know what? I didn't become a powerful wizard by getting irritated when somebody called me stupid. I didn't call you stupid. I just implied it. But you are stupid. So Yes. But you're so, probably so mature that doesn't bother you at all. Oh no, I'm seething with rage right now. But I am intensely curious. If we were to, to balance out the scales of how angry I am that you're an annoying twit versus how curious I am that you are an annoying twit, I would say we're like an 11 on curious and like a 10 on annoyed. And that's just enough for me to continue this conversation. So... Where exactly is it that you come from, uh, Miss, uh, who, what was it again? Ah, no, no way in hell am I giving you my name. Uh. Feel like you should know it, though. Do you talk to gods often? No? Well, I mean, I know the answer to that. You don't. <laughs> uh, well, no, because the gods that I'm affiliated with are actual gods and have things to do besides take over a continent whoa 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 first of all none of the gods have better shit to do 
all of them just fucking around, playing with your lives like it's a chess game. Second of all, you very much don't have anything better to do than actually sit here and let me waste your time. Or you could keep asking about your wife, which I do know what happened to her, by the way. Okay, well, spill it. Oh, I don't think she wanted you to know. Don't you think she would have told you? You guys didn't keep secrets from each other. Oh, wait, except <laughs> except when you did. Kept like a really big secret. Do you, do you think that had anything to do with her disappearance or her death? She might be dead. She could be. She probably is, right? Um, you see, like, just Magnus's, like, head falls in, like, shame, and, like, you, his, like, cheeks are, like, becoming, like, beat red. Um, he just says, I can tolerate all the teasing about me. But you're gonna die today. One way or another. Oh, yeah. I did hurt your feelings. I've been told I have a problem. I'm I'm really bad at overstepping. Um, it's kind of my whole thing. Uh, I am not going to die today. Mm. Probably won't die ever on account of being an immortal god. Um, so that's, that, that's just how immortality works. Uh, but you know that, because that's something that you've been working toward, in a way. I think Magnus is going to... Is there any way for him to break this connection? Um, I don't know. You tell me. What is Magnus going to do to try and break this connection? Um, I mean, like, it is, like, a spell that he cast to make it. Um, I also have a spell called Dispel... Um, which just negates magical effects, but I also don't know how this, like, space works that I'm in. Because I think at this point he's not, like, really, like, he, like, like, the conversation is broken down to a point where he's just like, I just want to, like, kill this thing. Or, like, go back to the real world and, like, re. Um, so I guess my question to you is, so, I'm gonna kind of explain in terms, like, what exactly happened. Magnus sort of threw a line out there and a much bigger fish than he expected caught onto it. And that's sort of what happened. So you're not going to be able to... So dispelling it regularly would be reeling the fish out of the water. So what goes on in Magnus's mind? What does he think can break this connection? What are you digging into within yourself to try... What arcane knowledge, what personal will are you doing to try and sever this bond? So you said that it's like I caught on to something like much too big, like much bigger than I was expected in like a magical yeah. sense. You're um, having like an old man in the sea moment, yes. right? Where the fish is pulling your little boat. Yeah. Um, like, so like in a magical sense, like I think basically the thing that makes the most sense to do in this sort of situation is just the practical thing, which is just like to try to cut himself off from the arcade for a moment, essentially like severing the line, so to speak. Now, 
if you sever this line, you do not think that you will necessarily be able to reestablish it. Is that something Magnus still wants to do? Meaning that, like, I wouldn't be able to call this thing in the future and have similar such fun chats with it? Unless he was really in the mood for some, like, light conversation. Um, this thing is dumb enough to insult my wife. And it's not dumb because, like, Magnus is gonna retaliate. It's just dumb because, like, if you do Mortalia, it's like, wow, that's a fucking stupid thing to do. Um, because she was amazing. And so, like, I don't know. There's nothing he really feels like is worth saying to this thing. He got all the information he wanted about this deity. Um, so I think he's fine with just flipping it the bird and ending the call. Uh, question, does Magnus actually flip the bird? Fuck yeah, he does. <laughs> so you're in this conversation and this guy's just a twat. Yeah. You don't have to put up with this bullshit. It doesn't matter who he is. He's an asshole. He's not being useful. He's not being helpful. And honestly, not even being that entertaining at this point. Yeah. The annoyance has passed curiosity. You double bird him. And the moment those middle fingers, like you kind of press your hands <laughs> out, you sever a connect that connection with the arcane, whatever part of you that was reaching out to this being um, that was caught onto it. You look into yourself knowing that what you have experienced, whatever or whoever this was, it was a kind of fated encounter. However annoying and useless this conversation felt, (laughs) it was incredibly rare. And you don't think there was necessarily a way it could have gone better the longer you got into it. Um, but that is, that is a venue that will no longer be available to you, you feel. Or at least not without very, very extenuating circumstances. And it's not that Magnus has never decided to not pursue something, but I think... As far as means of collecting information, there was still a bit of a sacrifice here, even if the benefits outweighed the cost. So can I not use that spell again ever, or just, like, to contact that thing specifically? You will find out. Okay. Um, Yeah, good fucking riddance to that thing. Imagine being a god and still, and, like, having all that power and still being just insufferable and a douche. Just could not be me. Um, could not be you. And <laughs> yeah, Magnus as, is never it's kind of things. iconic. I love it. <laughs> as you as you return um, to your body, you feel like you made a good choice. It feels like a good choice. Before you come back to, I will. I won't say consciousness. I will say awareness. Two things happen. First. Arcos and Winnie, that brief second, the lightning flashes, the thunder is louder than anything else you've heard this whole day. And you've heard quite a bit of loud rock, thunder, big noises. Arcos, as you're kind of emotionally cooling down from that rush of feeling in the way that thoughts often come where you can 
replay hours of memories in just one moment. Um, that feeling of certainty that you carry within yourself that Furia values so, so strongly for a moment like it did then shatters into darkness. And then before the guilt sets in, that moment where your certainty of who you are and why you do what you do, in between that, there is relief. Because there is a part of you that knows, at a very logical level, you are presented with information. And at the time, you did what you thought was right. And it doesn't excuse anything, and it doesn't fix anything, but it does feel important. And that brief flicker, then the guilt sets in. Winnie, you think about that moment it's less of a moment and more of just a sort of recurring, groaning sensation. It's less of guilt and more just regret. You've been carrying so much for so long. You don't remember what it feels like to put down other people's burdens. And for a moment, you reflect in a sort of rhetorical way, wonder that if you are carrying all of these things for other people, who is carrying things for you? And I will say that as those feelings wash over you, your eyes adjust, lots of phosphine, lots of pain. You are, by the grace of some god, probably not the one that Magnus was talking to, <laughs> not blind. But you see Magnus is frozen standing there. Um, table talk. The conversation that Magnus was having was not paused in time. So we have a few minutes if you and Arcos would have said or done anything following that. You can see his body looks singed, worn. Um, well, actually, his body itself is still frozen in time. It's the air around him that feels like electricity. You can see it slowly, the, the clothes that he's wearing um kind of fray at the edges and singe god damn i have to send this magical coat to the tailors <laughs> such a pain in the ass they charge an arm and a fucking leg because you're like you're like i know it doesn't affect the enchantment when they repair the magical clothes but they do charge more for magical items because people tend to get so finicky it's like oh, yeah. ridiculous yeah <laughs> um i feel like 
Arcos would most likely be kind of stuck in his uh, reverie for for a minute. Um, I don't know. Do you think uh, when he would notice or one of them? Which one do you think would yeah. be the first to notice? Yeah, I mean, if if Magnus is in front of us, I'm sure that is first to notice. But I think then she would look over to Arcos, who's still on his knee, right? Um, yep. And put a hand on his shoulder. I I don't know how tall he comes up to Winnie when she's standing, <laughs> but put a hand on his You'd shoulder. You'd be able to do it. <laughs> um, uh, Arcos, are you? Are, hey, buddy, are you okay? Uh, sorry, Winnie. I was I was lost in myself for a minute. Uh, it felt like a minute. It was probably a, a less than a second. Um. Uh, are you okay? What what happened? What's going on? I I'm fine. I I don't know. I was about to ask you what the fuck just happened. Um, Magnus is frozen, which I guess is not completely unlike him. But did he? I think he was the subject of the lightning just now. Uh, Arcus is gonna notice for the first time that Magnus is struck by lightning and frozen. Be like, good God, Matt, Magnus. Um, I'm I'm gonna up go and hopefully not like fling you over when I stand up. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm going to go over to... I'm not going to touch him, but I'm going to go over to Magnus's frozen body and see if there's, like, any crazy injury to him just to yeah. assess the damage. Sidebar, I think one of the things that Magnus may have taught his friends about magic is that, like, now if you ever see me being some, you know, affected by some sort of magical spell, don't touch me it's yeah. very dangerous <laughs> i feel like magnus also like has just a, a like frequently not like a frequently asked questions but like what to do if i'm stuck in a time loop what to do if i'm because you like i feel like you just have yeah. a list of random I would definitely things. like have an that index card that has like a step-by-step yeah. assessment to go through go to section nine <laughs> paragraph b it's just like it's like a choose your own adventure yes. but just random ma- and i feel like there's a ton of contingencies like what happens if magnus is out of town and his son opens up <laughs> in the city yeah. what is it, what does it mean if alfalfa is stalking you in the alleyway like yeah <laughs> what is um, julian's favorite snack <laughs> when julian gets grumpy it's dehydrated mango <laughs> hell yeah that's a, it's a pretty good snack um so um, yeah i'm gonna see if he's like bleeding out of any orifices or something like that you know um at the moment no he's not bleeding out of any orifices do you want to like make a make a little checky check sure what am I doing? To check. Um, what do you have skills in? I have <clears throat> healing. I have notice. I have... That might be the only two things applicable here. Yeah. Um, I think in this case, I will do notice because you okay. can't really inspect his body too well on account of it's frozen in time. Got it. That is a six. Okay. A six. So that is a success. No raises. Um, you don't really see any bleeding. You do have the thought that because of whatever spell is affecting him temporally, that it is likely as soon as it stops, whatever pain or hurt he would have experienced will hit him like, oh, they don't have trucks here. <laughs> hit him like a sack of rocks. Like a comet. Yeah, um, yeah, but uh, 
mm-hmm. at the moment you don't see anything outwardly like you don't see any big outward red flags okay. it's not like the blight is like seething up through his right, skin right it, it, yeah how um but you do think yeah there's probably gonna be some kind of thing that happens yeah once he jumps back um i forget did he tell us he was gonna try to talk to the god or did he just do it i'm sure i don't remember <laughs> I I don't remember if I said anything about it, but I think if he did, it was along the lines of, like, I need to make a call. Yeah, I'll be right back. <laughs> I don't think he would have, like, fully explained. Yeah. Um, would I be able to say uh, some sort of prayer of protection um, over him or, I don't know, <laughs> to see if I can restore his timeliness? Um, I, I think with... Uh, Winnie's notice check, mm-hmm. you might just have to wait this out. And okay. it, you'd probably be better off waiting on whatever prayer you wanted to send until after he got back. Got it. See, normally I'd do first aid or something, but I, I'm looking at the Magnus what to do card <laughs> and it says frozen in tar- time plus singed. Uh, do not touch. So I'm like, uh, well, Damn it, man, there goes that idea. I'm just going to put it back and... <laughs> I think we just got to leave him until he comes back. What if we have to leave the area? I I don't see. I look around for any immediate threats. Um, uh, you don't even have to roll for yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I think we're safe for now. Um, well, just in case... Uh, if we do have to move him, I, do you think if I lifted him up with my mace and didn't actually touch him, there'd be a dire consequence? I, I don't remember how this worked. I mean, you might. Look at dogs. That, that might by just. The way. <laughs> that might just injure him more. Do that. All right. In that case, we'll pray for peace within the next. Uh, how long do you think he's gonna be like this? I, don't, I mean, I don't know. I, I don't ever really stick around whenever he freezes himself in time. He usually freezes other people in time. I Like, I, I don't see him freeze himself very often. I Like, this is a little bit of uncharted territory. So is this an accident, or... I'm sorry I'm asking so many questions. You're just typically just, the calmest no, no, one no, here. No, 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 it's fine. I'm trying to reason through it, too. I mean, like, I don't put it past him to try to... Uh, uh, taunt the whatever the fuck is whatever divine entity is going on here so I, I imagine something's happening with that mm. what do you think of the expression on his face what does that say right there it's not pretty and as soon as you say that Winnie uh, Magnus as you double bird bounced out of your divine FaceTime you come back into your body Um, it is bad it is not a good feeling it hurts like hell you uh come back right at the moment when your entire body is still like tensed up and then immediately slack um similar to like the way uh 
if you're stepping on a staircase and you expect there to be another step and there isn't, going from a non-corporeal astral projection to a mid-electrocution body, like you kind of forget yourself and just sort of fall slack. It's why when people do astral projecting based meditation, you sit or lie down. (laughs) Um, You didn't expect this to be the case, though. Um, yeah, this this spell, I think, when it's normally applied, is supposed to be like, uh, you touch your forehead and you feel the god talking to you, not a, hey, we're going to take a plane real quick to uh, a world that is completely uh, extra planar fears. Um, yeah, yeah, no, this definitely, like, is not, uh, is not a typical experience. Mm. Um, you do now have two wounds. On account of a god just directly nice, nice. channeled you with lightning. <laughs> that makes sense. Um, but uh, you all see Magnus kind of fall a little bit limp before catching himself. And you're standing again. Um, yeah. Uh, so wait, do they catch me or do I fully just fall to the floor? I can catch I think you. I'm- I feel like I'm probably right yeah, there. I'm yeah. not fast enough. <laughs> Dramatically gonna fall into to Winnie's arms. Um, Holy shit. Holy shit. Arcos, you got a healing yeah, uh, thing? Uh, on it. Uh, just just be careful, man. Try not to talk too much. Um, okay. Uh, oh, God. It's... <laughs> Could save it when your lungs are working, man. God damn it. Can I cast healing, or should I roll a healing check? Either one. Um... If you cast healing, it will work a lot better than a healing check. Awesome. Marcos, miracle! I, I got the point, Magnus. I got it. Just, just, no backseat spell casting. Okay. <laughs> Magnus is like dying in his arm, and Arcos is like, "Oh my god, can you shut it? I'm crying, please." <laughs> Argos, if you don't heal me quick, I'm gonna shit on your statues. Oh, oh, <laughs> shit! And I'm gonna like quickly cast a spell. <laughs> um, so healing removes wounds less than an hour. Success removes one wound, and a raise removes two, um, three prayer points. Oh, that puts me way below half. Good God. Um, okay. Uh, so the roll on that. What do I? Is it just a spell casting roll plus the? Yeah. Okay. That's your wild card die. That's my wild card die? That's a d6. Yep. Six. Okay. That's three. That's nine. Okay, so that is a heal and one raise. Mm-hmm. So it says that as long as you... Can you read... I guess I can pull it up, but can you read that again? Uh, yes. Uh, healing removes wounds less than an hour old. A success m- removes one wound and a raise removes two. Okay. Um, yeah, so I will say that you remove those wounds. Um, okay, so that removes, uh, both of Magnus's wounds. Okay. Um, I will say that even though, like, mechanically, like, you're, you're healed, you're still not, like, feeling 100%. Oh, no, Magnus um, is fucked up 100%, yeah, it's... Yeah, yeah, and, like, numerous axes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, Arcos, what do you say as you're praying over Magnus? Well, Brennan says, God damn it, that's a third of my prayer points. Be fucking grateful, Magnus. <laughs> <laughs> Arcos uh, says, um, 
Lord Ferrier watches over us as we heal and die. Preserve my friend's life just one more day. At least. <laughs> and then just going to, like, make some sort of, I don't know, I feel like a circular sign with his hand, like, would make sense. You, you make a circular sign and this glyph of a circle uh, forms in the air in a warm, bright, golden light. Uh, the edges, uh, top, bottom, left, right, and then each of the corners shine like a star or a compass rose as a small sun glows and you feel, Magnus, the areas of your body where the lightning coursed through, following like a pattern of dendrites through your, uh, through your skin, glow and warm, unlike the lightning, which was an unbearable heat. This is soft and wholesome as the frayed edges of your muscle tissue begin to sew themselves back together. I will say that you're not immediately healed. It's not that, boom, all of your muscles are gone. Or, <laughs> boom, all of <laughs> your now muscles just are bones gone. and skin. You're just Jelly noodle, rice. my guy. <laughs> um, so it's not that all of your... Uh, Wounds are immediately gone, but they are healing very quickly, and over the next few minutes, will be made whole. This oh. is going to take some time. Trust me, just... That's that breath. good stuff, Arcos, thank you. Deep breath, in, <sighs> and out. I have some things to tell you. <laughs> this is not... The time. No, we don't have time. time. No, I, I would know if we don't have a time or not. We need to talk <laughs> about this. So, okay. Actually, no, wait. Let's take a minute. Oh, okay. Magnus, I can still smell your burning flesh. Oh, yeah. No. Take your time. <sighs> okay. Can't you cast a spell to speed up your healing or something? Nope. Didn't learn how to do any of that. Not interested in healing myself. Always had other people like you to do that. Uh, you're invaluable for that service. Thank you. Also for your friendship. Can't argue with that. Yeah. I'm gonna put my hand on his shoulder, and I feel when I get shocked, like like a like a static shock from like a when you rub your feet on the carpet or something. Like, a, um, odds or evens? Uh, odds. <laughs> yeah, you do. Okay. <laughs> like, ah. Oh. That's not funny, Magnus. I just healed you. I didn't do that. That's a residual effect from being hit by lightning, Arcos. They didn't teach us that in theological meteorology. It's on one of the cards I gave you about... <laughs> Don't worry about it. Uh, okay, so, sorry for not explaining that. That was way more intense than I was expecting. Egg on my face. <laughs> Okay. It would have been fried, too. Yes. Yes, thank you. Ha ha. You, everybody's got jokes today, I see. <laughs> Nobody's taken today seriously. All getting our quips in. <laughs> Even the god. Okay. You talk to god? I talked to one of them. Yes, right Was to it. Was it my god? Nope, nope. Your god is much more warm and wholesome and I assume eloquent and nice. Uh, okay, so... We think that this thing's name is the Browd, correct? That's what I remember. Yeah. Okay. Well, as I know. Go to the Browl. Okay, so let me just 
first give you vibes and then we'll get to specifics. Um, so very much totally all mist, all gray mist. Uh, this thing truly gave no fucks. It really did not care about me, about any of this. Seems like it's big on sort of just fucking things up and being nasty. Seems on brand. Um, Careful, Magnus. This is still a god we're talking about. Unless it was an evil one, in which case, feel free to blaspheme all your heart's desires. No, I think it's safe to say this one's pretty evil. This is the (laughs) thing that's been actively working against the entire continent. Yes, no, this thing actively wants to destroy Koira for seemingly no other reason than to just do that. So... Um, anyway, uh, it's, uh, I asked it for information, I offered to negotiate, it didn't want any of that, um, and so it, uh, called me names, and then insulted my wife, um, and said some very hurtful things, and then I threatened to kill it, uh, told it to go fuck itself, gave it two birds, cut off the signal, and then ate a full bolt of lightning in my sensory organs, and now we're here, um, but, useful information... This thing is petty, um, and I think it knows that we're close, or closer than anything else has gotten, because I don't think it would have accepted my, my uh, request for communications if it didn't have some sort of reason for doing so and it used the time it had to try to shake me and get me angry which means I think it's feeling insecure if a god can feel insecure but there's definitely more going on than I think we are aware of uh, Winnie is rubbing her face like, I'm sure that you telling it to go fuck itself is really going to make it easier for us. Just like Trust trust me when I say that it certainly wasn't going to hurt. <laughs> <laughs> Frankly, I, probably the first time on this one, but uh, honestly, I'm with you today, Magnus. If it insulted your wife, I'm most chivalrous of you to tell it to fuck itself. I mean, I would too. I, I guess I'm with you on that one, but I'm all for making this as easy as possible. Yes, which reminds me, is that thing behind this cursed blight? I think that that is uh, an accurate conclusion of the facts. It seemed to have thought, though, when I brought up the idea of conquering the continent and spreading the blight, that that was sort of a narrow understanding of what its real plans were. Now, granted, any villain worth their salt would say something like that, because who's just going to monologue their evil plans? I mean, come on, we're dealing with the big leagues here. But on the other hand, it definitely got close to spilling it. You know what I mean? It really wanted to, but it did catch itself. So we didn't learn that. Narrow to what could possibly be worse than corrupted blight spreading throughout the land? Everything I've been trained to fight since I was a lad. Well, we're dealing firmly in the world of gods here, Arcos. Think for yourself, mate. What would happen if the most worshipped god on the continent was the god of the Browl? 
it's another world I would want to live in, I suppose. Right, but what do you think that would do to, say, uh, the power of said god and its influence over the world in general? It's got its eyes on something bigger, I'm sure. I, I think so, too. Then what did we just kill? I don't know. It's pet, maybe? Even if that... That was its pet? The point is, we don't know. Um... Well, where do we start looking? I would like to uh, summon my familiar, uh, which is my cat, Alfalfa. Alfie! Um, Thank God it's not a spider. Do I need to spend anything to do that? Um, At this time, no, you do not need to spend anything to summon Alfalfa. Okay. Yeah, so Alfalfa is a shadow cat, um, which is a lot like a normal, uh, just all black uh, little void cat, um, except it has matching uh, cross eyes, um, and shadow cats can jump from places of dark shadow uh, to places of dark shadow, meaning that like they are kind of also extra dimensional cats um, and can kind of like leap from shadow to shadow. So, uh, literally what Magnus does is, like, sort of, like, uh, create a, like, little, like, dark pocket in his coat and just kind of, like, scoop his arm and out from it, like, have a full black cat. Um, uh, (laughs) just, like, kind of purring. Um, and you can see, like, this, like, long, dark tail that is, like, much longer than it should be, like, snaking into his jacket, like, into the pocket of Shadow. So it never fully leaves the shadow and you never like see the end of the tail. Um, and the reason I summon him is because of this ability to move through shadow. And what I would like to do is, um, so I'm going to pick him up uh, like right under his like front uh, like armpits and hold him up in front of me and say, Hello, Alpha. Hello, baby Alfie. Little Fifi. Hello. Who's a good cat? Hello. Oh, I have something for you to do. (laughs) Could you very kindly jump to a shadow in base camp and ask Julian if he's noticed any changes or if there's any sign of enemies down there? It nods. Oh, he's a good little baby. (laughs) He's a good little Fifi. It stretches out uh, its neck as you give it little scratches. Oh, okay. Off you go. And he's going to, like, put it back in his jacket, and it kind of just, like, and you see his jacket, like, goes flat as it jumps through the shadows. Um. I love that cat so much. Okay, I was distracted thinking about Fifi in my mind. Um, What did you ask it to do? (laughs) To go, uh, to jump to base camp and ask Julian if there was, like, any change in the surroundings or, like, any enemies or anything. I just want to make sure that there isn't, like, a horde of armed 'er ne'er-do-wells, like, coming up the mountain or anything. Yeah, um, so I will say that you can communicate telepathically with your cat within... Um, when it's nearby and uh, you have a pretty strong telepathic link you can communicate very sophisticated things to it Um, when it links out to other people Julian is probably more has a closer relationship with alfalfa than anyone else aside from you Mm -hmm. Um, so 
even though he's not quite able to like clearly communicate the message, that mind link that forms is uh, essentially like thoughts and images. And uh, because you and Julian are so close, you kind of have a way of communicating what things are. So from your perspective, you send Alfalfa into the shadow, um, give it like a minute or two, and he pops back in your robe. And as you pull him out, Alfalfa, like you said, is a shadow cat. Um, Never quite a like firm outline. It's almost like he's made of flame without light. There's just shadow kind of wisping off of him. His tail is long and coils back all the way around your arm. It is thin and uh, wispy as his eyes are black, but sometimes almost seem uh, a deep green and they catch light and reflect in this beautiful, translucent, almost neon color. And as he looks up to you, just with all the love in the world of a good boy who knows he did a good job, you get these images of Julian, um, not of Julian at the camp, but Julian's perspective of the camp. Um, There's a few and it is exactly how you left it. You get this feeling of calm. Generally, when you've had alfalfa communicate with other people, the feelings don't quite come through as clearly. Julian knows I am communicating active calm so you know that nothing has changed. Okay. And it's, uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, Magnus uh, just like gives alfalfa just the really good scratches um, and is just like... Um, doesn't need to like communicate like back, but is just like um in his own mind is just like, okay, good. Like the boys are safe, cat is good, child is good, uh no huge change. So I guess like Magnus is gonna like dial back from like high alert, like fighting deities, <laughs> like sort of vibe, and is just gonna like turn to his friends and go. Well, this is sort of where I thought that maybe something more obvious to do would sort of present itself, but uh, we're kind of at an impasse here, so what do we think that we should do? Is anybody here really good at finding the which direction to go? I don't know. No, like, look at Winnie. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I can navigate wherever you want me to. Um, is there, like, have we re- we've reached the top of the volcano, so there isn't really anywhere else to go. Right? No, there's not. But we do have a great view, so maybe we should... Can we, like... Is there any vantage point that we can, like, look down, like, Yeah, there's, like, a the look at... There's, like, a little tourist spot where yeah, we yeah. can, like, corner <laughs> with a gift yeah. shop and, like, take the binoculars and look out all of our... All of Koira. Yeah, let's <laughs> go <Yeah>. there. <laughs> so, um, since uh, defeating the Blighted Behemoth and uh, time has worn on, there's still a lot of smoke the air is still incredibly sulfurous. Um, the storms above ha- haven't gone away. They have lessened a bit um, as time has passed. So there's no longer this uh, ambient uh, fog or this ever-present fog. Um, lightning still thunders in the distance. But you guys do take a moment um, and you get to look out 
over Koira as far as you can see. Um, previously, where you were ascertaining threats and uh, looking for you know, something that might harm you or help you in this battle, something to attack. Now you're just looking for any kind of answer. Uh, the mountains continue in front of you for a while and they peter out into hills and then barren land as far as the horizon line goes before it uh, sort of fogs itself in atmosphere and blues and maybe for the first time in a while I don't know the last time any of you were on a mountain certainly not all together and you've not been at the peak of a mountain at all in your past travels you never, didn't really have a reason to <laughs> it is so peaceful and calm you look more narrowly downward and you can see the edges of that base camp that you avoided on your way up full of some kind of brawl officials of some sort you know where the path that leads to Kareen goes it is a wide dark rut in an otherwise unblemished wasteland but it's just you and your thoughts and for the first time in over a year maybe even longer, the path forward is entirely unknown. Arcos? Yes? Do you have any snacks? <laughs> I have a couple of things I brought, but if you're looking for the good stuff, I believe... Winnie just I starts believe... pulling out the snacks in her, in her backpack. <laughs> Some, I think Hands you, you asked me that one. Just, just as a joke. <laughs> I'm going to take my favorite uh, little snacks from, from Winnie. Thank you, Winnie. You got it. You know, if we hadn't stopped the world from ending just to find out we didn't, this would be a nice little picnic. I don't know what we did. You know that. I'm not sure what it is. That we did. And well, that's we kill, bugs killed, killed a behemoth, which counts for something. I've, which reminds me, I should probably write the monastery. Prayers of Thanksgiving are in order. Honestly, I, I don't really think we did anything. As frustrating as that is. It's not vanity to celebrate victory, Winnie. I mean... There's still something that we need to work toward, but I just don't know where to go. I do think we did take a valuable piece off the board, but I think that piece was a red herring to begin with. But I don't think that it's wrong for us to be here in particular, because as annoying as the deity was that I spoke to, that sort of thing doesn't happen often. And if you believe in a sort of... Um, perspective about the universe, there is a sort of stars aligning aspect of that encounter that I'm not entirely lost upon. But things have converged in a way that I don't understand. So, would I be able to um, maybe take a look at a 
take a plant and see if I can commune with it or just something around something alive and um, see if I can roll a, a spirit check or something to see if it's healing or if it's pointing anywhere. You will have to go down quite a bit further to find any good living plants. You'll have to go back down the way you came. Probably around to where Julian's hanging out. Uh, uh, well, I don't know if we're ready to leave yet. I also want to meet Julian. <laughs> I guess Arcos wants Julian? to see him you, again. You, you live Julian. with Julian. <laughs> yeah, it's true. <laughs> you like, live with him? You've been gone for like, what, like an hour, maybe yeah. Arcos, a couple hours? No, but it's so funny living. to think that like they've been living together for a year and they've never crossed paths. <laughs> Honestly, the tower is so big. <laughs> Julian's like, mm, no, thank Who you. Who are you? I live the next room down. <laughs> um, so, I mean, Brennan would like to meet him, uh, but Arcos, you know, like uh, he could, you know, check on him. But I don't, I don't want to leave too early if there's something else. I'm just at a loss. Um, I could pray for a sign. I like to think I would be answered. It's the chosen hero of my god. Yeah, we're sort of all for one on contacting gods today, so maybe you should round up, give us a W there. <laughs> just get us in the win column would be nice. It, it was yeah, you. Yeah, see you get some points on the board. <laughs> You're what's with the fucking sports metaphors. <laughs> There's definitely got to be sports in this world, right? I know, it's oh, just... Uh... I'm going to take lacrosse from Unprepared Casters. It exists here. It exists in all of my world. <laughs> what's that? <laughs> <laughs> lacrosse Okay. It's like soccer and lacrosse, but at the same time. Okay, cool. Yeah, That's I think it's sick. Balls I haven't Magnus, listened to Orb's life yet. <laughs> Magnus got really it's into It's not Orb's life. This is my own oh. thing Amelia made up. That's <laughs> just a throwaway line for another thing. lacrosse like it is. <laughs> lacrosse Been yeah. watching too many lacrosse games, Magnus. I got season tickets. I have to go to every one. <laughs> you can stop time. You could... Whatever. Anyway... <clears throat> That's rude. Those players have they have a game to play. And I would not interfere with that. The sanctity um, of the sport, Arcos, is very important. Nothing is sacred except for God. And you know, and this. <sighs> I do care deeply for you. Even if I don't understand you. I'm going to take a knee really quick and then look up at the sky. And say, Philia, we kill the great beast. We seek only to do your will. Give us a sign on where to go next. Um, do we roll a check for that or no? Um, I think you would roll faith. Got it. Okay. Six plus twelve. Woo! The twelve exploded. Into an eight. Damn! That's a... 23. Damn. Okay, so that's... What? Four raises? Yeah, three raises. <laughs> Bang, this gonna, is just... No, four. Four. I'm gonna put <laughs> math, together a raise calculator works. somehow. I'm never no, sure. No, I refuse to use a calculator. I can do the math. It's how you stay agile. <laughs> okay, that's fair. <laughs> Magnus um, is just behind you, by the way, being like, Breach. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Magnus is a fucking lighter out. <laughs> despite spending like I think we said like twenty five years or something with Arcos, you're, you're just like yeah, it's light, right? Yeah. That's good for you. Fire, yeah, that's your thing, right? Okay. Right. Has anyone ever told you they cannot tell when you are joking? 
Most people assume I'm, I, uh, most people don't care. They just, they just get mad. It's not wise to ever take him seriously, honestly. Reminds me of how we met. Yeah, I sold you beer, among other things. Okay, Brennan, with that level on a faith roll, you look upward. As I mentioned, the storms, while they're not gone, have lessened. The tops of the mountains are not actively being struck with lightning, divine or natural. You look in the clouds for a break, for the sun. Firia is a god of certainty. And you know, even when you can't see it, the sun is always there. Even in the night, it will always come back the next day. You're never alone, even when you're alone. So you wait for the clouds to pass for a few moments, maybe a minute or two in silence. You know patience more than anything. And ray of light shines through. You can see it illuminated in the ambient sulfurous fog as it hits your face. Viria is the god of things that are. You do not get any new information, necessarily. You don't get the divine spoken voice that you heard a few times back when you were a child, just learning what it meant to serve something greater than yourself. It's like shining light on memory, on things you have already heard and you already know. Mere minutes ago, before this battle and everything happened, there was thunder and the sound of earth and the sound of a story you know, of a legend, of titans who cast roughly a third of this continent into the sea in rage against the people who inhabited it, that created the very mountain range and cliffs and volcano you are on right now. You remember a voice in that thunder that said, you only define darkness for its absence. You will do no great deed here. You will sunder as I have sundered. You will destroy as I have destroyed. You will cast light where I have cast darkness. And when you see what you have wrought, you will find it wanting. You, again, light on a memory of something that just happened so recently, it is barely the past. Knowing that you did what you thought was right in the moment. It doesn't excuse anything, it doesn't fix anything, but it does feel important. You again, feel a presence, a reticence, as if something you are asking for is something that Furia could give you and chooses not to and does not explain why. And you are asking for a sign where to go next and what to do next. And you get something that you don't get 
from Furia ever. Ambiguity. What happens now, what you've done, is uncharted territory. And there is no divine voice that is going to come down and tell you how to be successful in what lies ahead. What you did here matters. And every choice you make from here on out will affect everything, no matter how small. Do you know what course of action is always or almost always available when you are going on a journey? Do you know what path you can always take? Forward? Forward. The next step, right in front of you. Magnus, Winnie, I think our answer is quite literally right in front of us. Our job is done here. Let us keep moving while we can. I'm sure Julian misses you, Magnus. I... Damn it. No. It's not supposed to be like that. Our job... We will go to Julian and reevaluate. But look around, Argos. I know you're a man in Asia. We can't leave this place like this forever. There's still work to be done to cure the blight. I'm not going to be happy until I understand exactly it is. And how to... At least manage it. If not get rid of it. Some things... It is okay to not understand. I empathize with your drive to learn. But some things even you cannot speed up in time. I want nothing more than to heal this land as I healed your wounds only a minute ago. But maybe that's not our calling right now. (sighs) You speak wise words, friend. As you often do. Yes, time waits for no one. Let us, uh, regroup. I'm going to step forward and start making the way down to camp and resist the urge to look back. (laughs) Do you two follow? Magnus is going to take one last peek into the volcano and see if he can't. (laughs) Uh, Oh, actually, is there like a piece of the Titan uh, or whatever it was, the behemoth, the rock thing that is like, left that Magnus could take to like yeah, examine later. Um, as I mentioned, the behemoth itself uh was sort of crumbling rock mm. and it did pound down on you, I think one or two times. Uh when it did that, parts of it were dislodged. You can get something roughly the size of like an apple. Okay. 
if you want. If you want something bigger or smaller, you probably could. Uh, is there any shot that I can get a piece of the rock that has some of, like, the blight on it? Um, absolutely. You find a piece. Um, unlike this... So you're, you're looking around. You see the apple piece. You're like, this is not what I want. Um, and uh, you find something that's almost like the shape of an arrowhead. It's a few inches long. It just happened to, like, break off in a sheaf of, like... It's the, the raw obsidian on one side, the smooth glass on the other. Unmistakably veins of deep darkness with kind of fringed sort of purpley gray edges running through it. Uh, he's going to snag it, uh, wrap it in a little bit of spare cloth, uh, hawk a fat loogie into the volcano, flip it the bird, and then walk out again. Um, <laughs> Keeping it classy. We love to see it. <laughs> Yeah. Um, and you all head down to Julian, who uh, has kind of, by the time you get to him, he's sort of tidied up camp, like started packing things up. He's like, good, not dead. I was hoping that when you uh, sent, uh, I figured you wouldn't send Alfalfa to get a message if things were dire. That was quick. So did we save the realm? Thumbs up. Um, I'm I'm getting I'm actually getting weird vibes from you. You're all alive. Um, what happened? Uh, okay. Well, first things first. Here, catch this. And he's gonna toss him the the shard that he just picked up. At some point, I want you to take a look at that and tell me what you think about it. It's part of the being that we destroyed in the volcano. All right. Ready for the the long and short. Yep. Okay. Lay it on me. Walked up to the volcano, heard some strange voices through the air, got bit by a few mysterious mosquitoes, even though there shouldn't have been any up there, fought a giant rock monster possessed with the blight, killed it, and then uh, we sort of, I sort of noticed uh, some weird magical effects in the air with the lightning. Maybe you noticed the sort of syncopated thunder and lightning that came closer to the volcano. Did you hear that? Did you see that? Yeah, I mean, there was a lot of lightning happening a lot from this angle on all the mountains, but yeah, I, I yeah. Right. Lightning. And so I was, I was curious what was going to happen, and I figured, well, there's some sort of deity or spirit or something in this volcano. Maybe the blight is just sort of like a nature spirit that got terribly mutated. Turns out that was a terrible fucking idea. I got struck by lightning when I tried to communicate with it. Uh, spoke to what I believe to be the Brout, the god of the Browl, who is an asshole so uh that makes sense honestly every time i've run into someone from the brow like major dick checks out like, off yeah terrible pr the worst yeah so uh flipped the god the birds uh spat in the volcano uh lamented over the fact that it didn't instantly fix all of our problems and now we're moving forward and are open to ideas so keep a lookout <laughs> I uh, also got, yeah, I got hit by lightning. I'm not sure if I mentioned that. I'm very sore. Nasty. Yeah. So, what are we going to tell people? I mean, everyone spent the past year, we we kind of told everyone that we were going to go and defeat the, the Browl once and for all, and we came up to the volcano that no one comes up to, and 
are we just going to tell them that we don't know? Not to interrupt, but I do fear for my reputation, our reputation, the reputation of the monastery. It's not vanity to worry about appearances sometimes. I don't care about a bad reputation. I care about the (laughs) continent. Was that intentional? Please tell me. I was literally about to say, I don't give a damn about a bad reputation. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Um, It's just, it's that song's, you know, part of a. Part of my soul uh, in a way that's unescapable. Um, I think people won't know what to think until we show up and start explaining, or we don't show up and people start guessing. So, I think we relocate to someplace a bit less exposed. And start thinking about how we might readjust our strategy and understanding of our enemy so that we can at least take a few heads before going back to civilization. That way, at least we can say we built up a good fight. Because if we just say we killed a big rock thing, they're not going to take that seriously. Even though it was a hard fight, but the fact is that this part of the land is still blighted. And... I guess I'm just, you know, a lot of people put their hope in us, but mostly you three. What do you think's gonna happen if? Well, I guess I guess we'll just, we'll figure out what what we need to do next or what we're gonna say. I think that's uh, I think that's important. Magnus Foley is just like, like on like problem solving mode like figure out why the information doesn't make sense sort of brain and like in his mind he's like nobody's gonna build a fucking statue of me anyway if they think i'm a fuck up like that's their <laughs> thing um yeah 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 we'll we'll write a speech or something we'll we'll hire a guy or um i don't know uh nobody should lose faith we didn't fail there's just more to do we just don't know what it is yet so are we are we going to the camp are we joining up with the Harkanians or are we going somewhere else we can't stay up here forever and just think about it right no I suppose we should go talk to the Arcanades. I don't know maybe they'll maybe they have some insight that we missed so we're going down they're 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 camped a little outside of the uh the brow camp at the base sure sure they were waiting for a a big sign to strike but didn't really we were assuming that you would kill the thing and everything would kind of fix itself and then we would launch it well you guys you you guys knew the plan so i'm just gonna stop talking you guys don't want talk it seems i'm gonna go organize your spells 
Um, yeah, and... yeah. Magnus is like fully like staring at like a rock. Like he's like <laughs> like so like like lost yeah. in uh, this problem. Uh, Julian goes to kind of finish picking up the camp. Just kind of doing that thing where you like unpack something and repack it <laughs> as it seems that y'all, whatever you guys dealt with up there has severely shaken you. I don't know what to do and neither does Magnus. Um, uh, why, why do I just want to become big? Just, just as a way to, just, just for emotional purposes. You're just, you don't know what to do so you just make yourself big. <laughs> Um, well, I would, there's one thing that I think that I would want to do. I'm also going to be very outwardly obvious concerned, um, <laughs> is, uh, I would, Arcos would be deeply, is deeply concerned about, uh, being a huge disappointment, <laughs> um, the chosen hero of God who did literally nothing, or I, just at least definitely not enough. Um, but I'm going to take out some some parchment and some some paper and call a call a pigeon over and uh just write a letter to the monastery of of the events and probably pause for a second to figure out who i would address it to <laughs> what exactly you don't have to just give me exact words but what details are you telling them um met the uh met the curse at its core killed it or so we thought Light's still here. I don't know why I'm speaking like it's a telegram. <laughs> Stop. Morse code, yeah. <laughs> being, yeah. being charged by the letter here. Um, Shit's fucked. Stop. <laughs> Need ideas. Stop. Um, but, you know, I, I, it would really, really pain Arcos to put it, but he would just have to say, um, Fury is not showing me the way right now. Mm-hmm. Need counsel he's gonna write help and like scratch it out <laughs> and be like mm, counsel <laughs> and strike that out and then say please advise <laughs> okay yeah you can uh you send that off i'd probably address it to the uh to the, probably the probably the lord abbot whose name she has and I know. Uh. Yeah, you, you, you send it off. Um, and uh, yeah, you guys are standing at a camp. It is packed and ready to go. Should we devise something to tell the people when we return as conquering heroes who have not conquered? I mean, we can get to that. I mean, I sort of just want to, like, get our bearings. Like, there's... Okay, so, like, hear me out, right? We went to the big fire mountain. Because, like, right, like, obviously, the big fire mountain. But just, like, stopping for a second, like, it's entirely possible that this was just a distraction and that there is a, like, separate, like... Can There's a second bigger fire mountain looking directly at a corner from this one. What I mean to say is that, like, sorry, we've been assuming I'm not there. because of who we are, frankly, 
that at a certain point, the final enemy of this journey was going to be some similarly situated evil person. But I don't think that what we're fighting is a person or an entity. And even though there's a god pulling the strings, I don't think... I don't think we can, like, fist fight this one. You know what I mean? I don't think we tell the people, Arcos, that we just slayed a demon. I think we need to to maybe reorient what it is we're fighting. Because, look, I came from, from a place that was ruled by the Hooded Lantern. And it's not like there was magical evil vines growing on my house and on the churches and on the sidewalks. It was a religious fascist theocracy. That's much that's a much different kind of evil than a monster in a volcano. And I don't know what it means, but it means I don't think we're done here. Not really. And maybe the fight isn't even here. Maybe the fight isn't anywhere. Maybe the fight is everywhere. Maybe I'm just tired. Did he give you... Did it give you any sort of clue when you talked to him? Did you see what he looked like? Where did you go? I went to a plane of all grey mist that was both corporeal and not. The god, when it presented itself, alluded to the fact that it wouldn't show me its true form. But what it did appear like was a nondescript, featureless, grey figure with hands and feet and all that, but no facial features. The other clue we have is the voices we heard while we were walking up to the volcano. You will destroy as I have destroyed. Magnus has a special relationship with time, right? Um, uh, yeah. <laughs> and no. his, eye, his <laughs> eyes are a part of that. Does Magnus, like, reflecting on anything, like, did he see anything with his eyes that he may not have seen with, like, regular eyes when he encountered um, the brown. Your eyes allow you to see things... Sounds like such a weak noun. (laughs) (laughs) Your eyes allow you to see things that other people can't. And as you are reflecting on what you saw in your memory trying to think if you overlooked or missed something everything you saw was spelled out just as clearly in front of you in your memory as it was when you first approached the situation that you have described um the situation you just experienced it was exactly what it was. Okay. Well, I am done being annoyed and confused. I would like to carry out at least one part of the plan that we had originally. And there is a big camp full of the enemy that we can tangibly do something about. So, who's up for a bit of a raid? Uh, maybe the best thing to keep my mind on something is get my mind off of it for a bit. 
I'm going to take the mace and f- flip it up for a minute and catch it. <laughs> of course, Arcos, you're a man of the ecclesiarchy. What's more fun than burning heretics? That we cleanse untrue doctrine. Your God is heretics. a ball of fire. You burn heretics. <laughs> and I love you for it. It's true. Um, <laughs> it's, it's entirely correct. Might, might as well. They might be able to tell us something. Yeah. So let's link up with uh, the other people that we brought out here. And then, um, you know, in lieu of just, like, giving them a signal, like, I think we're just going to, like, form a new plan to still take out the, like, people that are corrupted and, like, part of the Browl. I think that makes – does that make sense with you guys? (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, I mean, there's, like – There's one thing. um, Perhaps we can capture one or two alive and see if we can extract some information – we did spot the camp of officers, too. Yes, we did see that there were some official-looking members. The other aspect that you brought my eyes to light about, Magnus, is the... something you said. Us destroying as it destroyed, about the fight being everywhere and nowhere. Maybe we need to enlist the help of those around us. We can't be everywhere, or else we'll end up being nowhere. Perhaps we can find some people to begin healing the land in our stead. There's a lot of work that can be done, and maybe it can't be done by three people, however powerful. I agree. Yes. And, yes, um, we need to delegate some of our, uh, responsibilities, I think. And I'll leave the reforestation effort to you two nature freaks, I would assume, so. (laughs) Yeah, I know some people. Mm. So, you all begin heading down the mountain the way you came with more answers and even more questions than you knew you would be having to ask. Um, I can tell that you all genuinely don't know what the fuck is going on. <laughs> yeah. Last How season did you had guess? a little bit more of a... <laughs> I'm an empath. <laughs> and I want you to know that the feeling that you have of having so many options and paths, none of which offer any realm of certainty, is intentional. And it's possible that based on the decisions you make, more of those things will become clear and it is possible that there will be many, many answers. So you're just going to have to hang on for the ride. Hello.
everyone. I hope you're having a good Wednesday. We have just released season four, episode 33. And um, I wanted to say thank you for waiting so very patiently for this episode. And I wanted to come on here to say that we have officially wrapped season four. Um, kind of crazy. Um, and what that means is the very next episode is going to be the last episode of Guildfellows ever. Um, kind of crazy, insane, insane. Um, it'll be the last, like, regular, like, story episode. We're going to have a season four wrap episode, as we always do. And then we're going to have a podcast, postmortem, wrap up, whatever, whatever, whatever. So as you're hearing this, if you're in our Discord channel, uh, our question channel will be open for both season four questions and podcast overall questions. I think we're probably going to like go season by season and just kind of reflect and see how far we've come and all this stuff. Um, but take this as the opportunity to kind of, you know, talk to all of us as a unit for the last time, possibly. So, um, yeah, that's that's what we're going to do. Um, which also means this is going to be my last announcement, update, whatever thing ever, probably. So, um, yeah. I don't know. That's really all I kind of have to say. I'm a little behind on our social media pages, so I apologize for that. But um, we'll we'll get there. We'll catch up. And um, yeah, next week's going to be the very last story episode, season four finale. And then um, I'm not 100% sure when the wrap-up episodes are going to happen. They may not happen for a while simply because a lot of us are busy um, and we're just kind of working around our schedule. Um, so they might not happen for a few weeks. We're going to try to squeeze them in eventually. Um, we're going to try to squeeze them in quick, but if they don't happen for a minute, then they won't happen for a minute. But they'll definitely at least come out this summer. I will make sure that happens. <laughs> um, they'll come out as soon as I can wrangle everyone together. So um, yeah. That's, that's it, I think. That's all I really want to say. I don't really need to go into the regular spiel that I do because, I don't know, it's it's almost over. Um, yeah, thank you to Arcane Anthems for the, the theme song, as always. Um, and thank you to everyone who has listened uh, thus far. And I'll, we'll get into it more once those wrap-ups come out. Um, but... Yeah, that's that's what I've got. Thank you for listening. Um, that's all I've got for you guys today. We love you all so much. Keep your heads up. Stay safe. We love you. I'll see you later. Bye-bye. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line 
prop or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.